0: Last time on HPH, we began the story of Lucius Domitius Ahenobarbus, better known as Nero. In that episode, we talked about his mother, Agrippina, and how she worked the system to marry Claudius, who was emperor of Rome, and also her sexy, cerebral palsy-addled paternal uncle. She enjoyed her time pulling the strings and secretly running Rome, but eventually she grew tired of Claudius and had him killed. Now her sweet little boy was in charge of the entire Roman Empire, and man, was he going to have a wild-ass time during his reign. In this episode, we're telling you all about Nero's rule, and his downfall, and the weird shit he was into. It's a crazy story, and we know you're just going to love it. But first, you need to grab a drink and settle in, and then, and only then, can you enjoy this episode of Hunterproof Proof History titled Nero, Part 2. Mommy's Little Party Boy. This is 100 Proof History. We're
1: drinking whiskey and talking history. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. <laughs>
2: Oh, hello, you beautiful, beautiful listener, and welcome back. Uh, If it's your first time, number one, fuck you, stop listening to this podcast, it's only for the old listeners.
0: No, no, don't do that. Oh.
2: Oh, we're welcome. Hello, and welcome, (laughs) new listener to this podcast. I think you're going to have a, well, an okay time. Okay is all I'm promising, you know?
0: Yeah, that's all we can guarantee. And, you know, we should, I think we should start a competition. Okay. You know, like those radio stations have that how long can you leave your hand on a car and you win the car thing? Like they've done that before. Mm-hmm. We we should do the thing of how long can a new listener listen to this show before they bail and go find a real history podcast?
2: Hmm. That's why we need to pivot, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah? This comedy history thing? I don't know. The waters are a little muddy. You know? What are we? Is it history? Is it comedy? Can you even call
0: what we do comedy? I do think, and I think we've talked about this before, actually, There, there's a Venn diagram somewhere out there of history fans and comedy fans, and they just, like, the edges touch, like, just barely touch, and right just there, barely. you have to zoom in. You have to, like, fucking get a microscope out, and you can see Unapproved History right there in the middle, right where he- Just barely touches.
3: All
2: right. Well, fair enough. Anyway, back to you, listener. It's nice to see you. Uh, You are looking very sexy. What? This? No, it's not lube. (laughs) It's fucking pepperoni grease. All right. Because we're back with Nero round two. And we're pumping that fucking Little Caesars hard dinner mug. Pizza, pizza. So, don't forget. Get those $5 hot and readies. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and roll the commercial.
4: Picture this: you're driving home from work, and the kids are in the back seat screaming their heads off for a hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars. You spot one up ahead in that dying shopping center that used to have a Kmart, and you could easily stop, but you keep driving.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll just stop somewhere else. Maybe get something that's cheaper or better quality.
1: Apparently you're an idiot who is unaware that there is no better deal than a five-dollar pizza that's ready right now.
0: Um, okay.
1: The city fades away as you drive further into the countryside. The screaming in the back gets louder and more intense and suddenly it hits you. You don't have any kids. You don't own a car. Those are not screams of joy. You roll up a coupon from a lesser pizza restaurant and snort a line of crushed up meth off the dashboard. Fuck, I would never kidnap kids or do meth. I don't do meth. You must do meth. Because you're talking to a disembodied narrator, you've been awake for six straight days, you've carjacked a minivan, and you clipped a coupon for pizza when you can get a Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Featuring extra cheese and pepperoni for only $7.79. You feel paranoia creeping over you, but that doesn't stop you from locking out to Nickelback and driving seven miles per hour while failing to notice that a state trooper is now following you. As you pass a town park, you look over and see your dad, the same dad who said you were a bitter disappointment when you were 9 years old, the same dad that left the family, and now he's sharing an order of Little Caesar's wings with your ex-wife, and neither of them are wearing any clothes. That's right. We make f***ing wings too. I don't understand. This isn't my life. How is this happening? How is this happening? Are you serious? We're Little Caesars. We control all space and time and can bend reality to our will. How do you think we make so many GD pizzas so fast? Sure we could use this awesome power to end all suffering and put you into an eternal state of bliss, but we'd rather get filthy, stinking rich off you weak and foolish humans. I don't understand. Who are you? Where are you from? There's no time to explain quantum physics to an idiot like you. You've crashed the minivan into a telephone pole. The screaming has stopped, but you're too scared to look and see what that means. You grab the pistol that you stole from a trucker who refused to pay you for your services. Oh, come on! That's right. We've now made you a thieving male prostitute, but let's be honest, that wasn't much of a stretch. Shots ring out as you run away from the virtual army of cops that have arrived on scene. You smash through the door of a business and the employee says,
4: Welcome to Subway! I'll be your sandwich artist today!
1: You ignore him and sprint into the bathroom. What the hell is a sandwich artist anyway? I guess covering cold cuts with a mountain of lettuce and then sneezing all over people's food makes you Michelangelo these days? At Little Caesars we only hire the best, and sexiest, pizza chefs in the world. But you didn't go to Little Caesars. Now you're in a subway bathroom crying like a baby while you masturbate with a gun in your mouth.
0: Why are you
1: Why are you masturbating? I don't know, maybe because we hate you, and we think it's funny. The cops are closing in. It's time to decide if you're going to be a man and face the consequences, or take the coward's way out and redecorate the bathroom walls with your meth-addled brains. Who are we kidding? You have no power here. You begin to sob more and more, as you feel your fingers slowly press down the trigger against your own will. We only hope your last thought is that it was your own fault that Little Caesars did this to you.
4: You open your eyes and you're back in the city parked in front of one of our 5,000 conveniently located Little Caesars restaurants. Maybe that was all just a terrible dream. What are you going to do now? I'm going to get me a hot and ready pizza for just five bucks from Little Caesars. Don't forget to grab an order of crazy bread, you insignificant piece of shit. Pizza, pizza.
0: Yeah, so, you know, like we said the last time. Pay us money, Little Caesars, or we're just going to keep fucking playing that every week.
2: We will advertise until you pay us not to, or you pay us to. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work. You will give us money, Little Caesars. You will sponsor this show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, piece of that pizza pie, you know what I'm
2: saying? Uh, Chris, I mean, look, the listener is sexy. I'll give him that. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know, as well as I do, they're about as smart as a bowl of mice. So if they're listening to a podcast episode titled Nero 2, they probably know what what we're talking about. Nero's revenge. Nero
0: Boogaloo. (laughs) But in case they don't, why don't you go ahead and and let them know. So yeah, we are talking about Nero, the Roman emperor, who did some crazy shit that we're about to tell you about, because last time we just kind of got you to the point where he's like, He's being emperor. Like he just became emperor. And you're like, whoa, I'm about to climax and we walked away. We fucking edged you just a little bit. You know what? If there are new listeners, I don't want them. Mm-hmm. If somebody's listening
2: to <laughs> Nero 2 as the first time they're listening to this show, no, I don't
0: want that in company. I don't want that. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, they're gone. It's just you faithful <laughs> okay. listeners now. It's
0: just the real sexy ones. Mm. But uh, real listeners, you probably already know and you probably already bought this book, but it is our main source, and it is Nero, Matricide, Music, and Murder in Imperial Rome by Anthony Everett and Rowdy Roddy Ashworth. And once again, it is a very good book, and we'll introduce you to a lot of things... Roman Empire that we're not going to really get into, like stuff that's specific to the empire, you know? We're we're just going to talk about Nero today. But uh great book. Pick it up.
2: Look, I'm tired of I'm tired of living a lie. I didn't read this fucking book, y'all. So, it's it's all up to Chris's recommendation.
0: <laughs> well, I told him to get the book and read it and he's like, "Okay, I picked it up. I'm going to go pick up pizza and read it while I wait my pizza," but he went to Little Caesars. Where he didn't have to wait. It was hot and ready. Five dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? Pizza
2: pizza. Well, Christophorus, are you ready to get into this episode?
0: Let's fucking do it, man. Let's let's finish this story. And move on to something else. Let us go. Woo. When we last left you, Nero, Claudius Caesar, Augustus Germanicus, or simply Nero, have been made the latest princeps of the Roman Empire. And princeps is just a fancy word for emperor, but they didn't want to call themselves emperors after, you know, the whole Julius Caesar thing. He just kind of came up with a new name. As Nero was only 16, he left the management of public and personal business to his mom, Agrippina, and his advisors, which made his mother all sorts of tingly in her nether regions. Like the butt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That bussy? Agrippina bussy? I'm saying with a a B as in bear? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not the butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah, the bussy yeah. for sure.
0: Goodbye, new listeners. Thanks for making it this far. <laughs> well, it's been a good. All one. the hands are off the car. They they looked at it and it's a piece of shit. It's a Ford Pinto. <laughs> oh, and it's covered in lube. I don't care if they say it's pepperoni <laughs> grease. I
2: know this is lube.
0: It smells like strawberry. <laughs> The inside smells like sex and Little Caesar's crazy bread. <laughs> What's so crazy about this bread? I mean, just
2: because my uncle put it inside me, like, oh, that's whoa. not crazy. It was already it was called crazy bread
0: before that. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the hands are off the car. They're fucking gone. <laughs> it's over. Somebody lit the car on fire. Point two. Point <laughs> two. Well, everyone knew that Nero and Agrippina were close and they were probably sharing the power because they saw mother and son walking through Rome and Nero was either sharing a litter with Agrippina or walking alongside it as she was carried.
2: Now, does this mean that, like, they were going in the same litter box? They they're both pooping in sand?
0: Oh, yeah. Big yiffers. Big furries. You know, like, they have at schools now like, to accommodate the, the lib students. Is this a joke? You haven't heard this. There are several people of a a certain political party who believe that this is a true thing, that to accommodate furries, they have put litter boxes in schools. So it is not
2: real, but people believe it is?
0: Yes. (sighs) You just wanted to make a harmless little cat joke, didn't you?
2: Fuck this gay earth. I
0: ruined your day.
2: (laughs) I hate this place. Please continue. My evening's ruined.
0: Well, it's about to get better. At least sexier, because on one occasion, Nero emerged from the litter with suspicious stains on his clothing, prompting rumors that he and Agrippina were having an incestuous affair. Ah, uh, the old pee juice stains. <laughs> yeah, pee juice. Leave <laughs> a little bit there. What was he supposed to do? The, the condom filled up with pee. You gotta take it off.
2: Yeah. You can just leave that sucker on there. until you get infected. Once it's full of pee, you tie it off and throw it at a homeless person. Everybody knows <laughs> that.
0: It does sound like something Nero would do, actually, because...
2: He's a little wild ass. Yeah.
0: At this point, he is a figurehead leader. He's not doing anything, and he was very bored, and he sought out his own adventures. So, like, he started dressing up as a slave by wearing a cap or a wig, and went out on the streets of Rome with his friends. And they got drunk, they stole from shops, and they beat up random people, and if anyone resisted them, Nero and his buddies would stab them and toss them in the sewers, you know, just boys being boys. Kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I can't hear that anymore. Kid stuff after you're watching that that uh Netflix documentary about the neighbor who Oh Yeah. Hey Duck The guy that got a handy? Yeah. From his Uh, male neighbor, and he's like, hey, it's just kid stuff, Bob. uh, Oh, yeah, I
2: wasn't even thinking of that. (laughs) Nice reference, dude. There's about two people that are going to get that, and I'm one of them.
0: They should watch it. Uh, Whatever it's called. And what's it called? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Actually, one of the guys, it's kind of an interesting story, it's kind of funny. One of the guys who resists them is a senator, and he beat the shit out of Nero, like pummeled him. And Nero was, like, ready to write it off. He's like, hey, man, it's bygones be bygones, because it was just, he just thought it was, like, some dude jumping in the street. But then this dude wrote a letter to Nero, said, hey, man, I'm sorry I beat you up. And Nero's like, oh, you fucking knew it was me? You knew it was the emperor? Okay, executed right now. He's like, you little shithead. (laughs)
2: Damn. Poor senator.
0: One of Nero's friends was Marcus Salvius Otho who just loved to throw blankets on drunks and beat the shit out of them. The two of them became best friends, and just like all best friends and podcast co-hosts, they were rumored to masturbate each other. The rumors are true. (laughs) It's the highlight of my day. It's the only reason I keep doing this fucking show.
2: I think of women, you know? Yeah? While I'm being masturbated. Oh, okay, cool. That's, I'm not gay dad. (laughs) I'm a gay dad. I mean, no. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gay, comma, dad, period. (laughs) Fuck.
0: (laughs) Well, things were going smoothly until one day Nero fell in love with a freed woman named Acti. He tried to keep this affair a secret from his mother because he knew she'd disapprove, but she found out and reacted, per Tacitus. Quote unquote, as women do. <laughs> you know what he's saying, ladies. You know how you are. End quote. I don't feel that way. <laughs> That's all Tacitus. Well, Agrippina lost her shit, prompting Nero to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to quit my job as a Princess. I'm going to start a band. We're going to be fucking huge. You know, it's not too late for me, mom. I'm going to be a fucking goddamn rock star. End quote. End quote. Seeing her source of power waning, Agrippina immediately took back her insults and even said that Nero could fuck Acti in Agrippina's bed if he wanted.
2: Fucking mom cucking herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Never seen a mom cuck before. Shit. She immediately realized she was not the dominant one. She's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Just let me watch. Just let me watch my little boy. They even make a penis cage for women?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of strap-on in there just like what is the point of this <laughs> this feels very superfluous you know it, it doesn't feel like we need this superfluous that's the word i'm just trying to say oh my god <laughs> superflu what the fuck That's how it's spelled <laughs> <laughs> okay superfluous Well, things got worse between mother and son when Nero offered Agrippina one of the fancy royal dresses, prompting Agrippina to say they should all be hers, and he was a goddamn thief for only offering one. It was then that Agrippina decided propping up Nero had been a mistake. My boy never should have been king. Agrippina wrote to an advisor that she would gladly reveal her own dark history including the poisoning of Claudius, and would support Britannicus as new princeps once he came of age. In case you don't remember, Britannicus was Claudius's biological son, and probably the rightful heir before he adopted Nero, and made him heir to the throne, so to speak. And of course, Nero found out all about this plot. So, Nero, he knows his mom's plotting against him, trying to get his stepbrother put in charge. And he's he comes up with a plan and it's it's the most obvious fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. So the first thing he does is fuck his thirteen year old stepbrother Britannicus. Literally. Yes. Like with his penis. Yes. Yeah, in the in the butthole. In the bottom. Yeah. 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 So that's I'm that's pretty fucked, dude. You would you would I mean, that's what everybody would do. That was step one of any plan. Fuck your stepbrother. Flex on him hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because this was probably to exert dominance or humiliate Britannicus, but it also could have been a sweet, innocent, sexy attempt to seduce and disarm a potential rival for the role of princeps. You never know, man.
2: So, on one hand, maybe brutal rape. Mm Mm-hmm. And on the other hand,
0: maybe just, you know, a little fling. Yes. A little sweet, innocent statutory rape, because Britannicus was 13.
2: Yeah, but Nero wasn't an adult either, so...
0: Oh, that's right, he was only 16. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, Just a couple boys fucking.
2: Just like when you're in your uncle's basement and he's got the camcorder out.
0: I don't think that's a common experience.
2: Yeah, you would say that. Guess I'm the only one with an uncle, huh? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, after he fucked Britannicus, on February 11th, the day before Britannicus's 14th birthday, Nero had Britannicus poisoned. And the way he did it, the way it's written, it doesn't make sense. It, it was impossible, but I think he did have him poisoned. Um, basically, they said he, you know, they poured him a hot drink, and he tasted it, and it was too hot, and then they poured in a cool, clear liquid that looked like water, to poison it after it's been tasted, quote-unquote, because everybody had tasters back then out of fear of being poisoned. Um, And then he drank it and immediately died. But there's been a lot of studies done since then saying that they didn't really have a clear-looking poison that was tasteless or odorless, that you couldn't come up with something back then to actually do it. You know, it's kind of one of these bullshit stories that's made afterward. But he probably did poison him. He definitely poisoned him. Oh, yeah. I mean... Ruined him for other men, and then just ruined him altogether, you know?
2: I deflowered you, young boy. (laughs) You're pretty young, too. Fuck you. That's just what I did.
0: (laughs) I've seen a lot of shit. Cigarette in the ground. You gonna go to English class? No, fuck that. I ain't got no future.
2: (laughs) Just leaving fucking dip spitters (laughs) all over the place. Like, dude, can you just, like, use one and then throw it away? (laughs)
0: <laughs> a piece of yeah. shit! There's fucking dip spit everywhere. Just Mountain Dew bottles all over the fucking place, Fill filled with, with piss, yeah, piss you know? and dip. This dude is so it's lazy. so disgusting. God damn it, dude! Get your
2: shit together, Nero. <laughs> well,
0: the woman who had produced the poison for Nero had been imprisoned, but she soon received a full pardon and a large estate in the countryside. Now, after this whole conspiracy, the relationship between Nero and Agrippina had grown so strained that he threw her out of the palace and sent her to live in her own home, where she received almost no visitors and had no influence. Shortly thereafter, Nero's best bud, Otho, was bragging about his hot new wife, Poppea Sabina, who was super rich and who bathed herself regularly in ass's milk to keep her skin young and firm. Guess they didn't know about adrenochrome back then.
2: <laughs> no, dude, they didn't go to fucking Comet Pizza and Ping Pong fucking basement, okay? They went to a real pizza restaurant. Let's fucking go. Pizza, pizza. We don't
0: have time for a basement. We gotta crank these fucking pizzas out. Hot and ready. Yeah. Keyword, ready. Other keyword, hot. <laughs> Alright. Other keywords, no ping pong. Get the fucking work. <laughs>
2: No, we don't kill kids and fucking harvest them for adrenochrome. We put them in the kitchen. You think these things fucking make themselves? <laughs> pizza, pizza.
0: <laughs> well, after hearing about sweet, clean Papaya Sabina, Nero then cucked the shit out of Otha and began hooking up with Papaya to the point that Otha locked his bedroom door and refused to let the princes of Rome enter his house. But in the end... Nero gave Otho a cushy, high-paying job in Lusitania, which is modern-day Portugal, and moved Papeia into the Imperial Palace. Otho
2: was also given a penis cage, and he fucking used it. Cuck.
0: There is a guy in Beetlejuice named Otho, and that's who I pictured the whole time reading this, but I feel like that's a very dated reference, as opposed to what I usually bring on this show.
2: That's never stopped you before. I'm usually,
0: like, fresh, man. I'm like, hey...
2: Oh, I got a 3s company reference. All the 12-year-olds will <laughs> get
0: this. What? I have the dopest reference. They're so trill and crunk. Kids are all like, "Let me let me get that I don't know what the kids say. I have run out of steam immediately.
2: <laughs> God damn it, you fizzled fucking hard. <laughs> that was an awful fizzle.
0: All right, well, watch Beetlejuice juice and you'll uh. <laughs> Kid's, are uh, fucking, uh. Anyway. <laughs> in the year 59, Nero decided it was time for Agrippina to die. Thank you, Wolf Dick. His exact reasons have been lost to history, but it probably has something to do with her constant meddling in his affairs. But he knew straight-up murdering her would be wildly unpopular, so it would have to look, I don't know, like something like an accident, you know? It's just a, a terrible thing that happened here. Oh, it'd be a shame. Yeah. So one night, he and an old tutor named Anicetus were taking in a play that involved a ship that broke in two, releasing wild animals, and the ship would then close back up and become seaworthy again. The idea came to the two men that they could just make a real live ship do that, and they convinced Agrippina to sail in it, and everyone would just believe she had died in a shipwreck.
2: Perfect plan, dude. Perfect fucking plan.
0: Foolproof. Cannot fail. Nothing can go wrong. Well, the plan was put in action on March 29th, after Agrippina got absolutely sloshed at the Festival of Minerva. Sloshed? Oh, yeah. So drunk that I'm slurring her words. No okay. <laughs> She boarded a trireme ship to head home that became waterlogged almost as soon as it was set to sea. At that point, the crew attacked Agrippina and her traveling party. Just some poor random dude was like, Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go back to your place, babe. Let's go go hang out at your place, you know. I I got nothing to do. Free weekend, my wife doesn't know, she's out of town. Just here at the Festival Minerva, you know, living it up. Came to see my favorite band, Creed. You know, they fucking rocked it And, uh, I'm ready to go Scott
2: Stapp's hair was fucking Absolutely flowing (laughs) In that fan (laughs) Fucking arms wide open, are you kidding me? They killed it Uh, just one question before we go back to your place Why And, you know, this might be personal Why do you have a dildo Attached to your body With a cage (laughs) Around it And yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. We'll make it work, you know. Like I said, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just wondering about the logistics.
0: Role, <laughs> I okay. just, I just <laughs> don't understand. That's a lot of straps you have there. You know, this. Is, well, let me, let me, let me kiss your mustache again. <laughs> real quick, I don't know why she has a mustache. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's, it, it makes it funny. It was before mm-hmm. they waxed. She's Greek. You know.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they attacked the traveling party, and after suffering a wound to her shoulder, Agrippina fell overboard and swam for safety. One of her attendants distracted the crew by bravely shouting, Help! Help! I am Agrippina! It's like, oh shit, Miss Piggy? Get her! (laughs) Kill that unborn frog baby! (laughs) The crew beat that attendant to death with the ship's oars as Agrippina swam away. And I really do think, you know, this is this, this is ancient Rome, but they've still heard the t- story of Spartacus, right? And they've seen how, when they come to arrest Spartacus, everybody stands up and says, I'm Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Spartacus.
2: Sorry, that's my best Kermit. It's <laughs> awful, I'm sorry. I'm, fucking kill me now. <laughs>
0: I think that's what the attendant was doing. She's like, if we all say we're Agrippina, they can't kill us all. But she was the only one. (laughs) Meanwhile, the real Agrippina's doing the fucking breaststroke to get the fuck away from there. The fucking, uh, what's his face? Michael whatever. Phelps? Yeah, that guy. She's doing that thing to swim and stuff. Are you going to drown?
2: Or are you going to get beaten to death? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Beaten to death with an oar.
0: Ah! Right. I get you. Hey, yo. Oh. Hey, oh. Let's fucking go. Well, Agrippina tried to play it cool and act like she had just fallen overboard and had no idea that her son had tried to kill her, but Nero knew better. He called for his co-conspirator, Anicetus and had one of his slaves quote-unquote accidentally drop a dagger near Nero and claim that the slave had been sent by Agrippina to kill the princeps. Anacetus then led a small force of centurions to Agrippina's house and killed her. As the centurion drew his sword to execute her, Agrippina jumped up, tore off her clothing, and cried, strike here, by pointing in the general area of her uterus, about six inches above her dildo penis cage. <laughs> the totally real prophecy that we talked about in part one that Nero would become ruler and murder Agrippina had become true after all. <coughs> all right, well, Nero's in power, killed off his money. who's been holding him back. I can't wait to see what he's going to do, but I think you're going to have to wait like ten seconds to find out
2: ha 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 ha! We hold the keys. <laughs>
0: What? We are back from break. Guys, you know, you went, got some food, maybe had a few drinks. Because, uh, this is the only podcast that comes with a two-drink minimum.
2: Let's be real with these people. Mm-hmm. This is the only podcast that comes. Best. End of sentence.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Giving each other fucking handies, getting pumped pre-show.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I mean, I can't come because of my antidepressants, but, I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: In theory, I mean, you know, I I, I pull out and the, and I grab it and I go, "Oh." oh, oh. So, you know, the w- man woman woman believes that I have achieved orgasm. <laughs> but uh no, it's it's really just an act. And this is if this podcast was a person, it's obviously not I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> it's the pod the podcast personified, okay? <laughs> okay. We're on the same page. She's
0: like, Can you give me a facial? And you're like, you just start sweating profusely. It's like I don't <laughs> Yeah, close your eyes, you start spitting. <laughs> <forgot>. Nasty pitch. <laughs> oh. It's just the noise my penis makes. Hold on, let me drink some water real quick.
2: And you just Talk about it overly specific. You're like,
0: oh, the
2: semen that just came out of the tip of my penis (laughs) all over your face.
0: (laughs) After you spit all over. (laughs) Well, new listeners, if you made it this far. Uh Oh, them. You're in for the long haul. If you made it past (laughs) dildo in a chastity cage, you're, you're doing good. Chastity cage. That is a, bet- a better name for it than penis cage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you probably need some refreshments, and you can join us and the old school listener in having what we like to call our second half seltzers. Second half seltzer. Second half seltzer. Second half, second half, half seltzer.
3: <laughs>
0: Woo! And three. Two, one, pop the tops of your seltzers with us right now. Go. And new listeners, if you're asking why do we do that, we don't remember. It's been going on for years.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. What is that? Where did it come from? I don't know. I hate seltzers. (laughs) I drink them literally only for this bit.
0: We are keeping White Claw afloat because I think this fad has passed. But you know what? We're going to save them. And if we don't save them, we're going to advertise for them. And then they're really going to fucking hate us. We're going to strong arm the fuck out of (laughs) them. All right. Well, we got some more Nero story to tell. Probably, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. We're probably going to wrap up the story of Nero in this second half.
2: That's the only thing I'll wrap up. (laughs) I'm going in raw on everything else, Chris. I'll put it that way. (laughs) I know that's a very cryptic message, and the, the listener's probably not going to understand what I mean. Yeah. But it involves penis. Oh, okay. I and they, they probably still don't even know, dude. I'm so cryptic. <laughs> I'm the cool guy in school that wears trench coats.
0: <laughs> Up until 1998.
2: And I never, ever, ever use protection.
0: <laughs> All right, Greg. Are you ready to do this? You ready to tell everybody the rest of this fucking story? No, but it's my
2: job, so right, well, let's fucking go. With Agrippina out of the way, Nero was free to pursue his passions. He built a racetrack and began training as a chariot driver, just like he always wanted to. He finally decided to take his poetry and singing public and performed before an audience. The plebes of Rome enjoyed his shows, but the upper class citizens all said his singing was pretty terrible. And he had a weak and husky voice that didn't carry past the first few rows of listeners. But, of course, nobody told him that. You know, they're not going to fucking tell him how bad <laughs> he sucked. Yeah. He's a fucking, he's the emperor, dude. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't. This guy poisons people. Yeah. He had his mom killed.
0: You're not doing that. He fucked his brother before he killed him. He put his penis in his brother's bottom. Yeah. As a,
2: like the- as a show of dominance. You're
0: going to be like, yeah, you know, I think you were a little flat there, emperor. Fucking fuck you with my, my fake penis here, and then I'll kill you.
2: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Why does he have fake penis? I
0: don't, know. <laughs> I oh, don't okay. know.
2: Did he inherit it from his mom?
0: I made a stabbing motion that the you listeners did. can't see, so it had to be uh-huh. something handheld.
2: Yes. Like a sword.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't really stab people. He never even But never a sword
2: isn't isn't quite At the uh, level of maturity that we're at.
0: (laughs) That's right.
2: You gotta bring it down a little bit. Fake penis, I like it, dude. Well, around that same time, he bailed out of his arranged marriage to Octavia, and he married a Papaya, you know, his best friend's fucking girl, that uh, he stole away, because he's
0: a piece of shit. Big fan of the cars. You know, my best friend's girl, song from 1984. You guys are welcome for that.
2: I was born in 1984.
0: What's up? I'm all about the freshest references.
2: Yeah. And you hesitated to throw out a fucking dated reference <laughs> in your section. Unbelievable.
0: Chase my best friend's girl. When you do this bullshit. Uh, she used to be mine. Bam, 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 he, uh, no, nothing. Oh.
2: Pressing on. In July of 64, a massive fire spread throughout Rome, destroying between 15 and 20% of the entire city. Nero was out of town when this happened and immediately opened up government buildings to the homeless, but his detractors instantly blamed him for the fire. It didn't help that he had previously said he wanted to see the world burn while he was alive, and he turned the smoldering ruins into a grand hall, but there was never any hard evidence to support the allegations. <laughs> he just massively benefited from it in both popularity and, like, property, but, eh,
0: you know. And blame the Christians for it. He's like, oh yeah, it's probably those those new guys, the Christians. He, those pesky pesky Christians. You read their stuff that's just now coming out, thirty years after their their Savior was born. You read that?
2: I was gonna say this is like very early Christianity. Yeah, because the first apostles didn't write about Jesus until like several decades after he had died. Mm-hmm. He had like a small following based on basically word of mouth. But, like, pen to paper, it it was a long fucking time after Jesus died.
0: Yeah, it's about the same time Paul is bringing all this stuff to Rome, trying to spread Christianity, and they're like, you know, I'm not a big fan of this new upstart religion that says there's only one God. <laughs> I mean, well, how many temples do they need for one God? That's That sounds so fucking poor, you know? The Christians, they don't have enough money to, to worship 12 gods like we do. Hey, I'll
2: tell you one thing, dude. The uh the 30 year mark for David Koresh it's coming
0: up, mm.
2: maybe that, maybe uh, <laughs> some people start writing about him. I don't know. We did a show on him.
0: Maybe this podcast will take a very hard turn in April of this year. It's just subtly go from history and comedy to spreading the the word of old the Bernhard. gospel. Dude. Oh yeah, the gospel, the good word. Yeah. And the martyr Timothy McVeigh.
2: Oh, my God. Okay. Well, one thing that we can say for certain is he didn't play the violin when Rome burned. And we can say that because the instrument didn't exist at that point in history. A year later, a large contingent of the wealthy were hot pissed at Nero, and they decided to assassinate him. He was warned of this massive conspiracy and barely avoided being killed at the Circus Maximus.
0: Just sitting there in his rocking chair, in his balcony booth, you know, joining the shit out of those circus clowns.
2: Mm-hmm, at Ford's Theater. <laughs> he was seeing a rendition of My American Cousin. Nobody knew what the fucking American was.
0: Except this time, there's a time traveler there who jumped in between the assassin and the president-emperor and saved the day. Reese Connor, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice, dude. Terminator, fucking let's do this thing, man.
0: What if the guy from the Terminator just went back in time and killed, like, Charles Babbage, the inventor of the modern computer, or Alan Turing, just killed them, and then you don't get Skynet or Terminators?
2: He killed John Bobbitt before his penis was cut off?
0: Well. Yeah, he could <laughs> Oh. Uh, anyway. I feel like we're we're very confused right now, but I I think you're gonna straighten it out with the history. I don't know I don't know what we're doing here.
2: <laughs> well so he avoided the assassination. Forty people were implicated in that plot, including Nero's old tutor Seneca, who'd fallen out of grace shortly after Nero had become princeps. Gabrielo Princeps joke that I can't stop <laughs> wanting to fucking make. It's all I think about. It's all I think about, dude. It's
0: all I think all I think about it. Peace like, shit. You know, what if I had that kind of power to just kill one man and change the world? What if what if
2: would you do it, you know? Especially if you really believed in it? Um, certain president going by I in a town
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And I don't know who that president is for you, Chris. I know who it is for me. It's fucking Jimmy Carter, that piece of (laughs) shit. Everybody hates Jimmy Carter.
0: By the time we release this, he's probably dead. He might be dead. I feel so bad. (laughs) Oh, fuck. The Secret Service is here. God damn it, Greg. I love
2: Jimmy Carter. Are you kidding me? Well, Seneca, yeah, he was implicated in this plot, and soldiers were sent to his home to execute him. Among his last words were, quote, who is unaware of Nero's cruelty? Or that having killed his mother and his brother, in uh, parentheticals, that he butt-fucked, <laughs> his inevitable next step was to murder his guardian and teacher. End quote.
0: I, I admire a man that speaks in parentheticals. In a quote, even. Even a quote. That is impressive. <laughs> he, was, he was like, wait, let me, let me stop down in the middle of this quote I'm making for you. And explain a little further, but it's not a part I'll, of the f-
2: <laughs> I'll clear something up, but it's not part of the actual quote, okay? Like
0: some dude just pounding on a Marvel slab. He's like, oh, fuck, I gotta work a paper in the season here. Oh,
2: dude, stenographers back then had the hardest job.
0: Yeah, they were just birds that pecked into stone for the Flintstones, you know? Nope. Nope.
2: Another dated reference, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's very bad when you don't get my references.
2: I mean, I do get the reference, but I don't want to encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm pretending not to. Well, speaking of Nero's cruelty, one day in 65 CE, Nero came home late from the races and found that his wife, Popea, was feeling unwell and was complaining to Nero. Now... If you guys think like oh, maybe Nero's a little wild ass, a little bit, you know, yeah, slightly wheels off.
0: <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> brace yourselves.
0: Hold on, hold on. Well, I mean, hold on. We've all been there. We come home from a long day at work. It really stressful, and as soon as we get there, why have you done the dishes? Yeah. Why have you, you done? Do, you, you, know, you can take it out the on trash. the wife. Yeah, you can get a little angry. Okay.
2: Well. Nero's measured response to this, to her feeling unwell and voicing her complaints, was to jump on her stomach feet first, killing her and their unborn child.
0: Okay, in his defense... No, actually, there's no defense for it. I was just waiting to see how long you guys would hover over the send tweet button. But, ah, cancel this fucking asshole! No, no, there's, there's no defense. Yeah, It's a bit of an overreaction. A little bit,
2: a little bit, you know. We, I, we've all been there, but god
0: damn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
2: Well, despite this brutal murder, Nero publicly expressed deep grief at the passing of his wife and immediately married a woman named Messalina who looked just like
0: Popea. She knew how to keep her fucking mouth shut. I'm sorry.
2: Hey, you know what happened to the last lady that looked exactly like you. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, let's not uh, let's not have any slip ups.
0: Misogyny, fucking hell! Yeah. Oh, I had the longest day at the Senate, babe. How was your day? It's fine. It's fine. It's great. It's fine. It's it really good. Uh-huh. Really good. No, yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> I lost my leg, <laughs> but uh, hey,
2: the sun's out. Yeah. Everything's great, baby.
0: <laughs> when in Rome, right? Because <laughs> we... we're in Rome. <laughs> don't murder me. Yeah.
2: I, anyway, I was making some Mississippi roast. What the fuck is Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I
0: don't know. <laughs> Just tears streaming yeah, it's
2: down
4: her
0: face. <laughs> Everything's beautiful. <laughs> Think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. as she runs the razor blade across her arm real quick. Not not in the way that would kill her, you know, just to release the endorphins, you know? When she's just shaving. Yeah.
2: I mean, everything was a little more barbaric back then than it is now. Yeah, That's how yeah, she yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> they use precision razor blades to shave their arms. In the year 66, Greece held their Olympics and Nero decided not only would he use Roman money to build a villa in Greece and attend, he would also force them to add singing as an event and he would compete. a uh, shocker, he won every prize for singing, despite it being so bad that people would slip over the back wall to escape or pretend to drop dead so they could be carried out. It was around this time that Nero spotted a young slave boy called Sporus which is probably a nickname as Sporus is Greek for semen. Nero thought Sporus looked so much like his dead wife, Poppea, that he had Sporus castrated, dressed him as a woman, and married him. Love is love. What the fuck?
0: Love is love. He even
2: had Sporus addressed as lady or empress. There's no record of what his wife, Messalina, thought of this whole arrangement, but
0: you could imagine. <laughs> what the fuck? Just shows up at home with him. Hey, this is new Poppea. Look at her. He's like, well, that's... A- what is wrong with these fucking Roman emperors, that's dude? That's obviously a young boy, but if I say anything, he's gonna jump on my stomach, this fucking asshole. And kill me. <laughs> yeah. That's not a light jump No He stomped her fucking stomach From the fucking top
2: rope No, that's fucking hell in the cell shit All (laughs) day He jumped from the fucking top of the hell in the cell cage
0: Messalina's just having a nice day Reading her Lady Cosmo magazines You know, eating bonbons Whatever empresses did in those times And then Sporus walks in She's like, who the fuck are you? And they start fighting And then you hear it And the announcer's like by God that's Nero's music Mm-hmm from the top rope boom right on her stomach
2: yeah dude uh Papeo was Mankind mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Nero's The Undertaker
0: 1998 Hell of a Cell
2: that's right dude
0: <laughs> holy shit that's an obscure reference it's not obscure Oh, well, that's the guy on Reddit that will post that one cop. That's a different guy. This was an actual event that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right.
3: <laughs>
2: this isn't all shitty morph, okay? <laughs> Which is that user's name. I had this pay-per-view. Oh, yeah? I watched it with my buddy. And it was wild ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this motherfucker did to his what? <laughs> they had a baby in there. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. My wife's pregnant right now. I'm afraid to even have sex with her.
0: Oh, yeah. Afraid your penis will poke the baby? Oh, no, (laughs) not
2: that. My big old fucking liquor gut's gonna suffocate it, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, I know that penis is getting nowhere near that baby. I'm under under no false impressions there. (laughs) Well, Nero returned to Rome celebrating his Olympic victories as if he were a conquering general. What'd they call these, triumphs? Yeah. I think it was. He threw lavish celebrations, which pissed people off because Rome was going broke. Gaius Julius Vindex, a Gallic nobleman who was serving as a general in the Roman army, decided it was high time to overthrow the government.
0: Also, little known fact, Gaius Julius Vindex invented the German version of glass cleaner.
2: Oh, I knew this was going to be a Windex joke Piece of (laughs) shit I knew it when you started saying it Couldn't help myself (laughs) I know (laughs) Knowing that since he was born in Gaul He could never be emperor He enlisted the help of Servius Sulpicius Galba The governor of Spain Who was mostly known for being rich and fucking old dudes Hundred Proof History Nero sent soldiers to kill Galva, but they failed. His general in Germany, Lucius Virginius Rufus, decided he would not stop Vindex from marching to Rome, but his soldiers didn't get the memo and routed Vendex's forces. But those close to Nero wanted to see him overthrown, so they lied to him and said Vindex and his armies were still on the way. Nero woke up one morning and found that his bodyguards and his entire staff had abandoned him. The Senate had declared him a public enemy and praised Galba. Nero decided it was time to book it and attempted to leave Rome with Sporus at his side. They didn't make it very far and had to take shelter in the home of a friend named Phaeon. On June 9th, 68 CE, soldiers surrounded Phaeon's home, having possibly been tipped off by Sporus. Nero was told that the Senate wanted to execute him in the ancient fashion, which involved Tying him to a stake and beating him to death with rods. Mm. To avoid that fate, Nero grabbed a dagger and stabbed himself in the fucking throat. This dude's crazy. (laughs) He's absolutely insane. Why the throat? Yeah. do the heart, dude. What the fuck? You want to drown on blood? Yeah. What? As soldiers broke in, they attempted to save him, but he was able to croak out, quote, too late. What (laughs) loyalty? End quote. And died at the age of 30 years old. He did all this wild-ass shit in 30 years.
0: I know, that was the craziest thing. Like, all this fucking shit happens. And he's just, like, knocking it out, man. It's pandemonium. It doesn't make sense. Live fast and leave a beautiful corpse with a fucking knife in your throat. Live fast, die hung, you know?
2: (laughs) He had penis lengthening surgery. We left that out.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's even to save time. I do like the idea that it was Sporus that tipped him off, and that's a, that's a rumor, it's a myth, and we'll talk about Spores here in a minute. Who knows? But he's like, yeah, this dude makes me pretend to be his wife every night, like, I, I just met him, and he makes me wear his wife's clothes, put on her perfume, and we spoon. I had a fucking emo
2: girlfriend before all this. <laughs> She's gone. Now I get fucked <laughs> by this guy.
3: <laughs> I miss my emo
2: girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we had tickets to see My Chemical Romance Next weekend It was going to be fucking great But now Now i got to hang out with this dude Listen to his fucking songs Listen to him cover fucking With Arms Wide Open by Creed I don't know why everybody <laughs> in fucking Rome's obsessed with Creed I don't get it Scott Stapp's a piece of shit <laughs> We're going to go see Dashboard Confessional
2: Well I'll tell you I got a confessional This guy fucks me in my bottom
0: <laughs> And I don't like it And his creed isn't Christian music, it feels like he's faking it.
2: I don't know. Like he's singing about Jesus. I saw him getting a fucking blowjob with Kid Rock in that fucking trailer. (laughs) I don't like it. It's not Christian.
0: (laughs) Oh, the many lives of Sporus. I feel like we could do a whole episode with that. But uh, we don't have time. Well. A civil war
2: followed Nero's death, in which Galba was killed by Nero's old buddy Otho who was then killed by a guy named Velius, who was then killed by the governor of Judea, Vespasian. At the time of his death, Nero was still popular with the general public, but in time, his name became synonymous with villainy. And yeah, if all the stories are true, he was kinda, no, okay, he was definitely a piece of shit. But in his 30 years, he lived a whole lot like a modern-day rock star which he probably would have been very happy to know. Scott Stapp personified.
0: (laughs) End of story. Nero never went off the rails completely and threatened to kill Barack Obama, but he probably would have given time, given time, you know, but. uh...
2: Did Scott Stapp?
0: Oh, no. Yeah, he threatened to kill Obama.
2: Really? Oh, my God. That guy went off the fucking rails.
0: Nero, what of two? But he didn't because he died young, left a beautiful corpse. And he also left us with four things, so we kinda left out of the story intentionally to keep you titillated. You're like, oh, there's probably a little more in there. That, I mean that's that's a pretty quick tale. Maybe there's four little things I need to know. And yeah, there are new listener that's still here. Fucking idiot. They're called fast facts. Fast fact number one. At one point, a plot was hatched to make it look as if Agrippina was conspiring to kill Nero. As a part of this plan, Nero's favorite drinking buddy, a pantomime named Paris, was to act as if he discovered the fake conspiracy and relayed the news to Nero, who immediately had his mother arrested and put on trial. She was acquitted, and the people who plotted against her were executed. except. For Paris, because after all, a mime is a terrible thing to waste.
2: You son of a bitch. (laughs) Fast Fact Number 2 To make his divorce of Octavia more acceptable to the public, Nero accused Octavia of adultery and tried to torture her servants into corroborating his claims. Each of them refused, with one of her maids claiming, quote, my mistress's cunt is cleaner than your mouth, end quote. He then accused Octavia of cheating on him and having an abortion, even though he was divorcing her because she was sterile. She was sent into exile and then promptly executed. Her head was delivered to Pompeia as proof.
0: Fast Fact Number 3 In 64 CE, Nero began hosting open air public banquets to boost his reputation. At one of these parties, Nero decided to marry his sommelier, Pythagoras. Suetonius noted that night quote, Nero moaned and groaned like a virgin being penetrated. End quote. Suetonius would also write that Nero frequently would tie naked men and women to stakes, dress himself in animal skins, and then he'd go at their junk until he is horned up enough for Pythagoras to finish him off.
2: Fast Fact Number Four Following the death of Nero, his castrated young lover Sporus was taken in by Galba. When Galba was killed, Nero's bestest buddy Otha housed Sporus, and it's said that their relationship was also... Hmm... ...of the intimate nature. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sporus's luck ran out when Vitellius gained power. As a part of a show, Vitellius proposed that Sporus be brought onto stage and play the role of a virgin, being raped in order to humiliate both Sporus and the reputation of the deceased Nero. Sporus decided to commit suicide to spare himself the embarrassment.
0: All right. Well, that does it. We thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. Hope you're still here. I think that's the biggest hope.
2: You're not, and you're not hearing this because, well, we ran you on. <laughs> and that's that's an us problem. That's not you.
0: Keep doing it. It's just a vicious cycle. Just keep running people off. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm not going to change. I'll never fucking change. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, if you are here, you probably loved what you heard, and you want to hear more of it. And so you should join our Patreon for just $3 a month. You get early access to new episodes, like 40 old episodes, 60-something bonus mini-episodes. There's information in the show notes below. You can also find the information on our website, hunterproofhistory.com. And also, find us on social media. At 100 proof history, where we post memes, stuff related to story. Yeah, we're just trying to engage with the community a little bit. You know, try to spread awareness of history. That's all we're about, you know? We're just trying to make people fall in love with the subject of history all over again. Yes. But that does it for now. We thank you for listening again. For myself, your sexy ho-host Chris, our invalid producer, Wolfdick. Dan Dan the intro man and uh, I think that's it that's all that showed up this week we uh, we love you we want you to come back we won't leave you ever we will always be faithful but we do ask collectively of our main host the inspiration the straw that stirs the hunterproof history drink Greg what else I'm gonna expose my dick to a bunch of children yeah. That's probably going to happen. But well, oh. Uh... <laughs> we'll see. Uh, no, man. I've uh
2: I've enjoyed this little uh little two episode Nero thingy. I'm really looking forward to what we have next. And um I don't know why we're treating this like some sort of precipit like there's this new listener now that we must impress. But I'm going <laughs> to show my tits to the new listener. Yes. And uh fucking finally, I just can't wait to do it. <laughs> but I just hope they ignore the tattoo on my chest that uh, means not welcome. <laughs> because you are you are welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Both old and new listeners. He called for his co-conspirator, Anacetus, and had one of his slaves quote-unquote accidentally drop a n- almost at the N-word. Whoa. <laughs> I somehow combine dagger, Nero, and Nero. Nero and dagger. It's either Nagger or n- n- Well, whatever. <laughs> Are you kidding me,
2: dude? Especially first Amendment free speech? I say whatever I want. But then if you start coming at me, I'll be like, no no dude, you can't infringe on my rights. Second Amendment.
0: Got gotcha, you, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Not like that pesky Nineteenth Amendment. <laughs> Is that women's suffrage? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't put that in there.
4: Don't forget to grab an order of crazy bread, you insignificant piece of shit. <laughs>